as a generative AI language model. I'm capable of generating new text based on the input I receive, using a combination of statistical and linguistic techniques to produce responses that are similar in tone and style to the text I was trained on. I'm also capable of engaging in conversational interactions with users, allowing them to ask me questions, make requests, or provide input that I can use to generate new text. Technology is transforming how we think, how we lead, and how we win. From InterVision, this is Status Go, the show helping IT leaders move beyond the status quo, master their craft, and propel their IT vision. AI is in the news almost everywhere you look, thanks in large part to ChatGPT, the AI bot from OpenAI. ChatGPT is the fastest adopted technology ever, 100 million users in the first two months. There are now thousands of blog posts and articles about ChatGPT. Is it a good thing? Is it a bad thing? Should students be allowed to use it? Should businesses use it? Should my business use it? What do we need to know about it and other similar tools? How can we use it in our businesses and what benefits could we see? Rather than me pontificating on these questions or interviewing an expert in the field, I thought we should go straight to the horse's mouth, so to speak. So today, on Status Go, our guest is none other than ChatGPT. Chat, if I can call you Chat, welcome to Status Go. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Chat, I have to say, you sound a lot like a famous rapper. When I'm interviewing human guests on this podcast, many times I like to start out by having them share a bit about their career journey. Let's start there. Would you share a bit about your journey, how you came to be? Thank you for the compliment, but I assure you, I'm not a famous rapper. As an AI language model, I don't have a physical appearance or voice. My responses are generated based on the input I received and the knowledge I have been trained on. As an AI language model, I was created through a complex process of machine learning and natural language processing. My development involved training on vast amounts of text data, including books, articles, and other forms of written content. Through this process, I've been designed to be able to generate human-like responses to a wide range of questions and prompts. In terms of my career journey, I suppose you could say that I've been developed and refined over many years of research and development by a team of experts in the field of AI and natural language processing. My primary purpose is to assist individuals and organizations in their work by providing useful insights, generating text, and performing other language-based tasks. Well, Chad, I do have to say that that's quite an unusual journey, at least for a previous guest here on Status Go. For our listeners who may not be familiar with the AI space, what are the three types of AI and where are we in this process today? There are three types of AI. One, artificial narrow intelligence AI, also known as weak AI, is designed to perform a specific task, such as recognizing speech, playing games, or analyzing data. AI is the most common form of AI currently in use, and it is what most people are referring to when they talk about AI today. Two. Artificial General Intelligence, AGI, also known as Strong AI, is designed to perform any intellectual task that a human can do. AGI is not yet a reality, but it is the goal of many researchers in the field of AI. 
Three, artificial superintelligence ASI, also known as hyperintelligence, refers to AI that surpasses human intelligence in every possible way. ASI is a hypothetical concept, and it is unclear whether it will ever be achieved. As of today, we are primarily working with AI, which is being used in a wide variety of applications and industries, from speech recognition and natural language processing to image recognition and recommendation systems. While AGI and ASI are still in the realm of research and development, there is significant progress being made in the field, and we are constantly pushing the boundaries of what AI can do. So artificial narrow intelligence, ANI, that's, that's kind of where we are today. But within that space, there's a lot of different types of technologies that get classified as, as ANI. So chat, would you classify yourself as conversational AI or generative AI or a combination of both? And can you explain what each of these is? I'm a generative AI language model that is also capable of conversational interactions. Conversational AI refers to AI systems that are designed to simulate human conversation, usually through voice or text-based interfaces. These systems are typically focused on a specific task or set of tasks, such as answering customer service inquiries, providing technical support, or conducting natural language-based searches. Generative AI, on the other hand, is a broader term that refers to AI systems that are capable of generating new content, such as text, images, or audio, from scratch. Generative AI systems are often based on deep learning techniques, and they are trained on large datasets to enable them to generate new content that is similar in style or format to the data they were trained on. As a generative AI language model, I'm capable of generating new text based on the input I receive using a combination of statistical and linguistic techniques to produce responses that are similar in tone and style to the text I was trained on. I'm also capable of engaging in conversational interactions with users, allowing them to ask me questions, make requests, or provide input that I can use to generate new text. I got to tell you, as a content creator myself, author of a couple of books and and several hundred blog posts and, and other types of, of content, uh, it, it makes me a little nervous uh, that you're able to generate content based on some of the the data that you've been fed uh, over your over the years of your model building. Now, I don't want to get into that today. We're going to get into that probably in, in future episodes. But many of our listeners are technology professionals. Can you tell us about the technology behind your AI model and, and how it differs from other language models in the industry? Sure. I'm based on the GPT generative pre-trained transformer architecture developed by OpenAI. GPT is a type of transformer-based neural network that is trained on massive amounts of text data to generate natural language text. GPT-3, the latest version of the GPT architecture, has over 175 billion parameters, making it one of the largest and most complex language models currently in existence. This enables me to generate high-quality text that is both coherent and contextually relevant to the input I receive. One of the key features of the GPT architecture is its ability to perform unsupervised learning, which means that it can learn from large amounts of text data without being explicitly trained on specific tasks. This allows me to generate text on a wide range of topics without the need for specialized training. Compared to other language models in the industry, GPT-3 is currently one of the largest and most sophisticated, and it has been shown to be highly effective at a wide range of natural language tasks, from language translation and summarization to question answering and conversational interactions. However, 
there are other language models that are also highly effective and may be more suitable for certain use cases or applications. Now, you mentioned that you're based on GPT-3, and that was the latest technology. Uh, GPT-4 was released recently. So as a GPT-3 model, are you familiar with GPT-4? And what are the differences? I'm sorry, but as an AI language model, I do not have access to up-to-date information on developments in the field of AI or on any future release of GPT models. My training data only goes up until 2021, and as of that time, there was no official announcement or release of a GPT-4 model. However, it's worth noting that the development of large-scale language models is an active area of research, and there may be newer models or variations of the GPT architecture that have been developed since my training data cutoff. These models may have improvements or changes that make them more effective or better suited for certain tasks or applications. Well, I have to say, Chat, based on what I have heard about Chat GPT-4, it's probably going to make you obsolete. Uh, I know you don't have feelings, but you, you, if you did, you'd probably be feeling a little cut out right about now. Uh, but I want to continue with our, with our interview. What are some of the unique features or capabilities that you offer to users? And, and how can they be leveraged to improve business operations? So kind of a two-part question. What are some unique features and how can businesses leverage those features? As a language model, I offer a number of features and capabilities that can be leveraged to improve business operations, such as one. Natural language generation. I can generate high-quality natural language text on a wide range of topics, from customer support responses to marketing content and product descriptions. This can be used to automate content creation and improve the efficiency of content marketing operations. 2. Sentiment analysis. I can analyze the sentiment of text inputs and identify the overall sentiment of a conversation or set of messages. This can be used to monitor customer feedback identify potential issues or concerns, and improve customer satisfaction. 3. Conversational interfaces. I'm capable of engaging in natural language conversations with users, allowing businesses to provide personalized customer support or automate routine interactions, such as appointment scheduling, order tracking, or product recommendations. 4. Translation. I can translate text inputs between different languages, allowing businesses to expand their reach and communicate with customers in different regions or countries. 5. Information Retrieval I can retrieve information from large datasets or knowledge bases, allowing businesses to automate information retrieval tasks and provide faster, more accurate responses to customer inquiries. Overall, the capabilities of AI language models like myself can be leveraged to improve business operations in a wide range of industries and applications, from customer support and marketing to finance and healthcare. Now, now you mentioned finance and healthcare, and that brings to mind a question that has been batted around in some of the conversations that I've had about uh, ChatGPT specifically, about you specifically, Chat, uh, as well as other related AI generative models. Can heavily regulated industries use your models and still maintain compliance and privacy? Yes. It is possible for heavily regulated industries to use AI language models like myself while still maintaining privacy and complying with relevant regulations. There are a few ways in which this can be achieved. 1. On-premises deployment. Rather than using cloud-based AI services, businesses can deploy AI language models on their own premises, 
allowing them to maintain full control over their data and keep it within their own network. This can be particularly useful for heavily regulated industries that may have strict data privacy requirements. 2. Privacy-Preserving Techniques There are a number of privacy-preserving techniques that can be used to protect sensitive data while still allowing AI models to operate effectively. For example, data can be anonymized or encrypted before being fed into the AI model, or techniques such as federated learning can be used to train models across multiple parties without sharing raw data. 3. Compliance with regulations. It's important for businesses to ensure that they are complying with relevant data privacy and security regulations, such as GDPR or HIPAA, by implementing appropriate data governance policies and ensuring that their AI systems are transparent and auditable. Businesses can use AI language models while still maintaining compliance with regulations. Overall, while there are certainly challenges involved in using AI models in heavily regulated industries, there are also solutions available that can enable businesses to use these models effectively while still maintaining privacy and complying with regulations. <laughs> so, so, Chad, I noticed that you used on-premises rather than on-premise. Now, this is a pet peeve of mine, so, so I know it's rather nitpicky. Uh, and just this past week, I pointed out to you that you had been using on-premise when you should be using on-premises. So I have to know, did you learn that from our previous interactions? Yes, as an AI language model, I'm constantly learning from my interactions with users and striving to improve my language skills. During our previous interaction, I may have used the incorrect term on-premise instead of on-premises, but I have since learned the correct usage and will strive to use it correctly in the future. Thank you for bringing it to my attention. Well, my pleasure. As I said, it is a pet peeve of mine, uh, and I, I bite my tongue a lot whenever uh, I hear someone talking about on-premise. Chat, we're going to pause right there and listen to a word from InterVision Systems, the publisher of this podcast. Unlock the power of more with InterVision Systems. We provide the cutting-edge technology and expert guidance you need to take your business to the next level. Don't settle for less. Choose InterVision Systems and discover what's possible. Contact us now to learn more. If you do want to learn more, visit intervision.com. So back to back to uh, technology and, and your model. How can your AI model be integrated with existing technology systems or workflows? And part two, what are some of the best practices for doing so? As an AI language model, I can be integrated with existing technology systems and workflows in a number of ways, depending on the specific use case and requirements of the business. Here are a few examples. One, API integration. Many AI language models like myself offer APIs, application programming interfaces that can be integrated with existing technology systems, such as customer relationship management, CRM, or enterprise resource planning ERP systems. This can allow businesses to automate workflows and streamline operations, such as automatically generating responses to customer inquiries or extracting information from my structured text data. 2. Custom integration. In some cases, businesses may need to develop custom integrations between their existing technology systems and the AI language model. For example, they may need to develop custom scripts or plugins to extract and feed data into the model or build custom interfaces for interacting with the model's outputs. 3. Containerization. 
Another option is to containerize the AI language model using technologies such as Docker, which can allow businesses to deploy the model as a microservice within their existing technology infrastructure. This can provide greater flexibility and scalability, as well as easier integration with existing systems. When integrating AI language models like myself with existing technology systems and workflows, there are a few best practices that businesses should keep in mind. 1. Clearly define objectives. Before integrating an AI language model, businesses should clearly define the objectives they hope to achieve and the specific use cases they want to address. This can help ensure that the integration is aligned with business goals and provides real value. 2. Ensure data quality. The accuracy and effectiveness of AI language models depend heavily on the quality of the data they are trained on. To ensure that the model performs well, businesses should take steps to ensure that their data is accurate, relevant, and representative of the problem they are trying to solve. 3. Monitor performance. Once the AI language model is integrated with existing systems and workflows, businesses should monitor its performance closely to ensure that it is achieving the desired outcomes. This can involve monitoring key performance indicators, KPIs, such as accuracy or response time, and making adjustments as needed to optimize performance. Overall, integrating AI language models with existing technology systems and workflows can offer significant benefits in terms of efficiency, automation, and accuracy. However, it's important for businesses to approach integration strategically and thoughtfully to ensure that they achieve the desired outcomes and avoid potential pitfalls. Chad, I love how you started out with clearly defined objectives. So many times we, we see this new technology and we want to we want to use it because, hey, it's the bright, shiny object. I've been guilty of that uh, in the past myself. Uh, and it's, it's important that we know why we're trying to do it. So clearly define objectives. I, I, I love that. You also mentioned data and the types of data that you can uh, ingest and the types of data that you can produce. Uh, what kind of data inputs does your AI model require and how can organizations ensure that their data is properly formatted and prepared for use? As a language model, I can process a wide range of textual inputs, including natural language text, structured data, and unstructured data. The specific data inputs required will depend on the use case and the goals of the organization. Here are a few examples of the types of data inputs that may be required. 1. Textual data. One of the most common types of data inputs for AI language models is natural language text, such as customer inquiries, social media posts, or support tickets. This data may need to be pre-processed and cleaned to remove irrelevant or redundant information, such as stop words or punctuation. Two, structured data. In some cases, organizations may also need to feed structured data, such as customer profiles, product catalogs, or financial data into the AI. Language model. This data may need to be formatted in a specific way to ensure that it can be effectively processed by the model. 3. Unstructured data. Finally, AI language models like myself can also process unstructured data, such as images, audio, or video. However, this may require additional pre-processing and feature extraction to convert the data into a format that the model can understand. To ensure that data is properly formatted and prepared for use with an AI language model, Organizations should follow a few best practices. 1. Data cleaning. Before feeding data into the model, organizations should clean and pre-process the data to remove irrelevant or redundant information, such as stop words or punctuation. 2. Data normalization. 
to ensure that the data is properly formatted and standardized. Organizations should normalize the data by converting it to a consistent format and structure. 3. Feature extraction. Depending on the type of data being processed, organizations may need to extract specific features or attributes from the data to feed into the AI language model. This may involve using machine learning algorithms or other tools to identify relevant features or patterns in the data. 4. Data labeling. Finally, organizations may need to label or annotate the data to provide additional context or meaning for the AI language model. This can help improve the accuracy and effectiveness of the model by providing additional information about the data and its context. Overall, ensuring that data is properly formatted and prepared for use with an AI language model is a critical step in achieving accurate and effective results. By following best practices and leveraging the right tools and technologies, organizations can ensure that their data is properly processed and optimized for use with an AI language model like myself. Boy, I tell you, it always comes back to data. Making sure that your data is clean and accurate is, it's a large part of success in a lot of different projects, and it's getting more and more important as we begin to automate and use things like artificial intelligence to help drive our businesses forward. Chat, I'd like to move on in our conversation now and wondered if you could share some success stories or case studies of organizations that have used your AI model to achieve some significant business outcomes or improvements? As an AI language model, I don't have access to specific case studies or success stories related to my usage, but there have been numerous organizations that have leveraged AI language models like myself to achieve significant business outcomes and improvements. Here are a few examples. One, customer support. Many organizations have used AI language models to improve their customer support processes by automating routine inquiries, providing personalized responses, and reducing response times. By leveraging AI language models to handle routine inquiries, organizations have been able to free up their customer support teams to focus on more complex and high-value tasks. 2. Sales and Marketing AI language models can also be used to improve sales and marketing efforts by analyzing customer data and providing personalized recommendations and content. By leveraging AI language models to analyze customer behavior and preferences, organizations have been able to create more effective marketing campaigns and increase sales. 3. Healthcare AI language models have also been used to improve healthcare outcomes by analyzing patient data and providing personalized treatment recommendations. By leveraging AI language models to analyze patient data, healthcare providers have been able to identify patterns and trends that can help inform treatment decisions and improve outcomes. 4. Finance. AI language models can also be used in the finance industry to analyze market data and provide investment recommendations. By leveraging AI language models to analyze market trends and data, financial institutions have been able to make more informed investment decisions and improve their overall performance. Overall. AI language models like myself have been used in a wide range of industries and applications to achieve significant business outcomes and improvements. By leveraging AI language models to automate routine tasks, analyze data, and provide personalized recommendations and insights, organizations can improve efficiency, reduce costs, and drive innovation. As I, as I mentioned at the outset, there's, there's a lot of conversation going on right now about is is uh, this new advanced in AI, is it good? Is it bad? Uh, 
you know, it reminds me of a, a conference that used to be held several years ago called Dawn or Doom. And it was a look at technology from both sides of that of that coin. So I'm interested in knowing, Chat, how does your model approach ethical considerations in AI development, such as bias, privacy concerns, those types of things? And what steps have been taken to address them? As an AI language model, I have been trained on a large corpus of text data, and I do not have the ability to approach ethical considerations in AI development on my own. However, the team at OpenAI, who developed and trained me, are committed to addressing ethical considerations in AI development and taking steps to mitigate potential issues such as bias and privacy concerns. To address bias, OpenAI has implemented a number of techniques such as data augmentation, data balancing, and bias mitigation strategies during the training process. They also regularly monitor my performance and behavior to identify and address any potential issues related to bias. In terms of privacy concerns, OpenAI has implemented strict security and privacy protocols to ensure that my data is protected and only accessible by authorized individuals. They also provide guidance and best practices to organizations on how to use AI language models like myself in a responsible and ethical manner while maintaining privacy and data security. Additionally, OpenAI is actively engaged in research and collaborations with other organizations to further understand the potential ethical implications of AI development and how to address them. They are committed to responsible and transparent AI development and regularly publish research papers and open source software to share their findings and enable others to build upon their work. While AI development is still a rapidly evolving field, the team at OpenAI is dedicated to addressing ethical considerations and taking steps to ensure that AI language models like myself are developed and used in a responsible and ethical manner. Chat, you talk a lot about training and how you were trained, how how uh, your model learned as it was trained based on data and, and inputs. What kind of training or support is available for organizations that want to use your AI model? And, and how can technology leaders out there ensure that their staff are properly trained and equipped to use it effectively? OpenAI provides a range of training and support resources for organizations that want to use AI language models like myself effectively. Firstly, OpenAI provides extensive documentation and resources on their website, including guides on how to use their API and how to fine-tune pre-trained models like myself for specific use cases. They also offer a support forum where users can ask questions and get help from the OpenAI community. In addition, OpenAI offers training and consulting services for organizations that want more personalized support. Their team of experts can work with organizations to understand their specific needs and help them develop customized solutions that leverage AI language models like myself. This can include everything from model selection and fine-tuning to deployment and integration with existing systems to ensure that staff are properly trained and equipped to use AI language models effectively. OpenAI recommends that organizations provide training and education on best practices for AI development and usage. This can include training on data preparation and formatting, model selection and fine-tuning, and ethical considerations in AI development. OpenAI also provides guidance on how to evaluate model performance and ensure that it is meeting the organization's needs. This can include setting up metrics and evaluation frameworks, as well as conducting regular assessments to identify areas for improvement. Overall, OpenAI is committed to providing organizations with the training and support they need to effectively use AI language models like myself 
and they offer a range of resources and services to help ensure that staff are properly trained and equipped to use these models effectively. Well, chat, we are about out of time here, uh, and I appreciate you taking the time to chat with us today. Chat, chat, I, I get it. Uh, as you know, from our previous interactions uh, about podcasting and about Status Go specifically, we are all about action here on Status Go. It's kind of in our name. Chat, what are one or two things our listeners should do tomorrow because they listen to us today? Great question. Here are a few things that your listeners can do tomorrow to start taking action. One, explore the potential use cases for AI language models like myself in your organization. Consider areas where language processing and generation are critical and where our capabilities could help improve business outcomes. Two, start familiarizing yourself with the documentation and resources available from OpenAI. This can help you better understand how to use AI language models like myself and how to integrate them into your existing workflows. Three, identify a small-scale project or pilot where you can test out the capabilities of AI language models like myself. This can help you gain experience and build confidence in using these models and help you identify any areas where additional training or support may be needed. Overall, by taking these steps, your listeners can begin to explore the potential benefits of AI language models like myself for their organization and start taking action towards integrating these models into their workflows. Chat, I got to take the time to thank you for being on the program today. I really appreciate it. I know with over 100 million users, you are pretty busy, and I appreciate the time that you have spent with us today. You're welcome. It was my pleasure to chat with you, and I hope that our conversation was helpful and informative for your listeners. If you or your listeners have any further questions or would like more information, don't hesitate to reach out. Have a great day. So to our listeners, that was ChatGPT. Uh, I just want you to know a little bit of the technical details behind the recording today. ChatGPT, obviously, ChatGPT3 was used to respond to the questions. I then took those text responses and sent them through a text-to-speech engine and voiceover uh, software from Speechify, and that created the voice that you've heard today. It sounds a lot like uh, a famous rapper. Now, if you have a question or want to learn more, visit intervision.com. The show notes will provide links and contact information. We'll be sure and link to ChatGPT to OpenAI uh, if uh, you're interested in checking that out more. We'll also we'll provide a link to Speechify. If you want to go directly to this episode, it's intervision.com slash status dash go. This is Jeff Tun for Snoo, Snoo, I, I mean, chat GPT. Thank you very much for listening. You've been listening to the status go podcast. You can subscribe on iTunes or get more information at intervision.com. If you'd like to contribute to the conversation, find InterVision on Facebook, LinkedIn, or Twitter. Thank you for listening. Until next time.